0: The review, dee dee podcast.
1: Dee. The review, review podcast, review, podcast, cast pod of the past and future <laughs> and present. And we're talking about a lot of different things today. Yeah, we are. Hi, Bree. How are Hi, you?
0: Hi, Anthony. Uh,
1: <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> we're we're on you're. our second recording of the day. Uh, yeah, we just, um, you know earlier recorded because our audio wasn't working the other day so we had to record halloween five so now we're on to halloween six we just you know watched reviewed it
1: we're fresh off this movie halloween six the curse of michael myers Mm -hmm. uh i have a couple questions for you what is the question first of all who is he cursing
0: um I don't know. Who's he cur- Who's... What's... Is it... Is it Michael's curse? Or is it the curse placed upon Michael? I don't know. What's the dog
1: doing in the background?
0: Sniffing things. Kaido. Oh, he's eating something. Trying to get his ball and there's a cobweb. Oh. Uh, I'll help
1: you. Can you help him out a little bit? <laughs> yeah, one second. We're uh, interrupting this podcast to help Kaido out. Kaido is our... <laughs> little audio engineer in the making and he wanted his ball so we had to stop for a moment and do that Um, wait what were you saying about the curse
0: I said is it Michael's curse or is it the curse placed upon Michael I think he's cursing at people (laughs) physically fuck are you yeah basically
1: (laughs) Um, yeah Halloween the curse of Michael Myers Uh, second question for you Bree yes what scares you? What
0: scares me? You know what really scares me? What? Driving on a tollway. Why do roads cost money?
1: Because. Capitalism? <laughs>
0: I don't Maybe. know. I I used to like going on the tollway because I like to watch my mom throw change in the little basket. Oh,
1: I love that. Yeah. But now- I always wanted to throw the change in the bat. Look at me, the little uh, capitalist in the making.
0: And, but like now everything's digital and it's boring. Where's the- Yeah, fun? well- Where's and, the pizzazz? And you have to pay
1: attention to where you are.
0: Also, it used and to be like- And if you screw
1: that up, then you are done.
0: It used to be like, what? Like 50 cents? Now it's like a dollar eighty. Yeah. Like, we just uh,
1: watched a Simpsons episode
0: about... Fork off, guy. Yeah, we
1: watched a Simpsons episode about Marge refusing to pay the tolls.
0: Oh, yeah. One time, I was going to one of my friend's houses for the first time. Um, adult friends. So, like, you know, it was my friend Colleen. I went to her house for the first time. Lived about 40 minutes away. But I put in without tolls. It took me, like, an hour and a half to get there. mm like almost double, yeah. The time it took to get there, Worth you have it? to weigh
1: that because maybe Worth you're in it. a rush. Or,
0: I mean, I wasn't in, was in no rush, but when I drove home, I had finally taken off because I do it on my maps like no toll, like no tolls. When mm-hmm. I went back,
1: Kaido is all again staring at the corner of the room.
0: No, he's creeping me out. Is um, there anything
1: there? I can't see past the table. What did he just eat? Oh. A cat. <laughs> okay, well.
0: well. We'll watch him. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, we are moving into this movie, and we... Breeze Treat today, I'm going to tell you how to make the best pizza. I make pizza a lot. Homemade. Like, homemade homemade pizza. pizza. You need flour, honey, um, yeast, yeast mm-hmm. um active dry yeast it doesn't have to be instant because you're gonna you got if you're making this you have time um pizza sauce uh butter um minced garlic um cheese and then whatever pizza topping you like so this pizza we did dough, pepperoni we did pepperoni this pizza dough it takes about four hours so make sure you're making it well in advance. got to play
1: the long game it's, if you're trying to watch Halloween 6. But, oh
0: my god, D- Anthony, is this pizza dough like the best pizza dough, though? Pretty good. Okay, so what you do is in one bowl, you do a cup of warm water. It has to be warm. And then about a tablespoon of honey. And then you pour the yeast in there. Yeast? Give it a little stir. And then you wait for the yeast to bloom, and it looks like fireworks. Okay. Oh, yeah,
1: you showed me that before Yeah, it
0: looks like fireworks in the bowl And um, once those the yeast has bloomed You're going to add it to a bo- another bowl And in that bowl you have your two and a half cups of flour And you have like your teaspoon and a half of salt I put a little bit more salt because I live with the Salt King Love salt, I love uh, the salt
1: My kidneys will thank me later
0: And then, so you're going to add then add That Um, You can use a bread mixer like the bread hook on like a KitchenAid. I use my Hands nature's free. Um, I just grease them with olive oil Um, Once you knead the dough, you're gonna put it in a greased bowl with a towel over the top and store it somewhere warm You're going to let it rise for an hour take it out punch it knead it again Put it back in let it rise I let it rise for like another like two hours by the time you take it out it's really three hours for to get it like all rested and then once it's been the time you're gonna set your oven to 450 you're gonna take your dough out you're gonna sp- you have to form it in a rectangle. I usually do. I'm not a big fan of the circle pizzas. It's the best rectangle you can get. Yeah. It's, not, it's nothing special. Perfect. Then you're going to melt like half a stick of butter. um, So it's soft but not liquid. And add some uh, of your minced garlic to that butter. You're going to spread that butter down on the crust. Then on top of that, you're going to add... Um, the pizza sauce, and then you'll put your toppings on, and then lastly, the cheese. I think it always tastes better with the toppings underneath the cheese. Yeah,
1: if you follow our Instagram, review underscore pod, that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure. (laughs) I never remember.
0: And then we, I put, this is the one time I did put like a little, like a face on the pizza.
1: Yeah, if you follow our Instagram, we also post pictures of the food up there, as well as bonus content. We'll talk about that a little bit more later
0: um as long as you follow that recipe for that pizza post it on uh, if you make it um it's kind of like my like go-to pizza I, like i don't buy pizza make, crust make at every the, once in a while yeah i don't buy pizza crust like already made at the store like we sometimes will go and get a pizza from around here but we haven't really found a good pizza place around here
1: not since we moved here
0: yeah so i just make pizza for
1: us yeah all right, Bree. Why don't we get into it? Let's Halloween get in. six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Let me give a little behind-the-scenes background information. Um, this movie was made six years after the last one. Kaido is messing with his toys and he's being very loud. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. Um, six years after the last movie, last one was in 1989. This one is in ni- uh,
0: 1995. My birth
1: this, year. You mind too? Um, <laughs> this is such a weird behind-the-scenes production history of how we eventually get what we got in Halloween 6. So we're in the middle as Mustafa Cod is trying to figure out what to do with Halloween 6. Because they rushed production in Halloween 5, it came out a year after Halloween 4. They rushed it. They said, let's get whatever we can on the screen and we'll worry about it later. Well, now's the time to worry about it because... They couldn't figure out what to do. And as they're trying to figure out, as they're fielding scripts from different writers, uh, they lose the rights to Halloween to dimension films run by the Weinstein brothers, Harvey and the other one. Both are douchebags. But the Weinsteins are now co-producers of the Halloween franchise with Mustafa Akkad and his son Malik Akkad. So at first, they wanted to get John Carpenter back before they sold the rights to the Dimension. And John Carpenter just kind of fucked with them and was like, how about we shoot Michael into space? And like <laughs> that was his pitch. Throw Michael into space. And they said, get out of here, guy. <laughs> um, then when Dimension got the rights to Halloween, they pitched uh, Halloween 666, The Origin, which would have followed a homeless Michael Myers, Michael Myers masquerading as a homeless person, Dr. Loomis having been admitted into Smith's Grove Sanitarium as a patient, not as a doctor. And that's really all we know um, about that version of that script. Until I read that second book, Taking Shape Part Two, <laughs> I'm sure they talk about it, but I haven't gotten there yet. We'll do a whole episode later on about the all the unproduced Halloween movies. Then Dimension offered Quentin Tarantino a spot in writing the movie, and he said no. <laughs> they thought they
0: could get Tarantino. Tarantino,
1: at this point, is maybe coming off of Reservoir Dogs. I can't remember when Reservoir Dogs was made. Um, so Tarantino said no, and then they uh, went into a conversation with a young 20-year-old writer named Daniel Farrens. Barons was an avid fan of the franchise, and when he met with the Akkads, he presented them with essentially a Bible of the Halloween franchise, where he had the entire family tree, he had the history down, he had the mythology written out, and at first uh Mustafa and Malik Akkad said, No, we don't want to work. We like respectfully say no, we don't want to hire you. And then once they figured out they didn't have any other good ideas, they went back to Farron's to rewrite a couple of different things that uh, they had already kind of agreed that they wanted to do. So Farrens writes the script, and I, we don't really know what was in Farron's script unless they do, and I just haven't learned about it. But apparently his script was consistently changed by the studio. Uh, it, what we saw on the screen is kind of a skeleton of Mm -hmm. what was originally in Farron's script. Um, They hired a lesser-known director named Joe Chappelle to do this one, and this is the first Halloween movie to have a Halloween movie with Michael Myers in the canon to have a male lead and the first one to not feature teenagers. All of these characters are mostly college age. They're in college. Um... And we now have Halloween 6 The Curse of Michael Myers. There are two cuts of this movie that were released. Uh, One, the theatrical cut, which, because this had such a tumultuous um, production history, which we'll get into a little bit later, we ended up with the theatrical cut, which was Dimension and the Weinsteins' version of the movie. And then the producer's cut, which is the Akkad's and Farron's preferred Mm -hmm. uh, version of the movie. And I've never heard of a producer's cut before, like learning about this movie and like learning about all the production history of this movie. Usually we see director's cuts, but never producer's cuts. So this is the only producer's cut that I've really ever heard of. Um, So this movie had a really troubled production going into it. And I think that shows. Oh yeah, it does. We watched the theatrical cut. We didn't watch the producers. I've seen the producer's cut and I told Brie when we were going to start watching this, I'm like, okay, we have a couple suggestions. I, like, we could watch a theatrical cut and then I can talk about the producer's cut and what was changed. We can watch both and talk about both equally. Or I watch one and you watch the other. And Brie said... I want to watch it with you. Yeah, so we decided the theatrical (laughs) cut and I just wrote down a bunch of the changes that uh the produce that was made from the producer's cut the producer's cut was the first cut of the movie theatrical was the second one and we'll get into all of those changes a little bit later but we want to focus right now on the theatrical cut
0: okay we open i wrote hospital question mark woman yelling cult question mark give me my baby <laughs> um, so it opens up. We don't know where we are. I at least I don't know where we are. We get sc- like a woman like giving birth, um, obviously distraught. It then it starts to not look like a hospital because at first it did look like a hospital. Then it starts not to look like a hospital, and then like the baby is born, and she's saying, "Give me my baby." and um i said i and i wrote they like took the they took the baby out of the room and i said they left her strap with her cooch out
1: oh yeah oh yeah fresh baby out of there <laughs> yeah that's weird um there's weird strobe light cuts throughout this entire fucking movie mm-hmm. and it's so annoying like it was to an extent that like i looked at brie and i'm like i don't know if i can watch this anymore i feel like i'm gonna lay around on the ground seeing rainbow colors.
0: Yeah it was It's pretty intense. Yeah it's a a
1: weird strobe light effect or like a lightning effect where it's lightning scene lightning scene lightning scene and it's intercut with like Michael Myers and then the baby and then
0: whatever scene. Do you know like what it reminds me of? What? When I make little iMovies and I need like a transition And like you pick the transition where like the scene fl- like flips it around It flickers it, it's, it's pretty poorly and, done And every
1: time that there's in this movie one of those edits of We are transitioning from scene to scene with this weird flash flickering strobe light effect There's this sound that's made too and it's like a kind of like a knife like, slash sound mm-hmm. and also, like, intercut with, like, a very soft woman's yelling or screaming. It's weird. It's I've never seen a movie do this before. It's just weird. Why would you cut your movie that way? It's so distracting to everything else and it just throws off, like, it throws off the tone, it throws off the vibe. There's so much...
0: It's not the vibe.
1: There's so much lightning in this movie that it was, like... Dude, I'm going to fucking see rainbows if I (laughs) continue to watch this thing.
0: And then we get, like, there's this ritual going on with the baby. um, And we learn that the woman who gave birth, that's um, Jamie. Um, Jamie would be, I did the math, like 15, 16 years old.
1: Yeah, so they say that they, they tell us that Jamie after Halloween 5 it's believed that Michael and Jamie both died in the explosion at the police station but in reality she was kidnapped by the cult and she's been with the cult for 6 years
0: so they, um and now she
1: and she's pregnant which leads us to believe that this is something the cult
0: did I right. guess because they're making they're having a ritual with the baby, um, and then a, a lady, they a nurse or a woman in the cult gives like has mercy on Jamie, gives her the baby, and she's like, "Go take the baby, escape with the baby, run." And Jamie's like, "Come with me," and she's like, "No, you go save the baby." Um, and then we find Michael. The, the cult,
1: the cult sends Michael yeah. after after them because Michael at this point has been. Kind of reduced to just a pawn for the cult.
0: Yeah, they're, like... Not really his own like, entity. Um, I will go into, like, the Curse of the Thorn and all that, where it's, like, he is destined to kill all the his family members. So, like, he needs to kill Jamie. He's, like... No, but that shit doesn't make any sense, because... Okay, but I researched the Curse of the Thorn. The whole thing is the cult chooses these... Children to kill their like their The children are performing the sacrifice for the cult by eliminating their entire family. Yes. So Michael is that child. So it was it was going to be done and with Jamie if he had just eliminated eliminated. So Jamie. why did the cult but impregnate then, Jamie? I don't know. I that's what doesn't make no dang sense. <laughs> this movie makes me angry. Why would you make another bit maybe to get another blood sacrifice?
1: It would make sense if they wanted the baby to be Michael, like to take on the mantle of Michael, but then we get this subplot of
0: another kid. Another who, kid
1: that they're grooming to be Michael. It's this, weird. Like it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, so whoever wrote this had their I mean, it makes sense I, that the what? wine scenes were involved because it makes no dang sense.
1: Yeah, and they're fucking scumbags. Yeah.
0: Fuck um them. <laughs> so I wrote, okay. Um. That's, this is adult Jamie and Mike is following him, and I said who is this baby's dad
1: it never goes answered I'm like well yeah, f- spoil sorry. it for everybody listening right now and never go in this cut it never goes answered oh it like gets answered in the- oh yeah prepare your booty Brie for because you're- is it Michael's
0: baby Brie you are crying. going
1: you are going to love the answer to that question it's what the i'm I'm, again i'm reading this book
0: immaculate conception i'm
1: reading this book taking shape and it's about the production history of these halloween movies and the author of that book goes on to say that this is by far the worst decision ever made for a halloween movie and we'll get to it Oh, boy, we'll get to it
0: again she's she's flying the coop um so a man handling this baby, she's run with it, um, football style. She's grabbed the baby, they're running. It's a tight squeeze. Um, she gets in this car, and this guy asks her several times, "What are you doing in my car? What are you, what are you doing in my car?" And then she's like, "She could Taking start it? the. I'm like, she could have started the car and just ran away, but she decided to wait until Michael was like right behind this guy. Michael grabs this man's head and just rips it off." The whole well, head
1: Yeah, you, like you can see the vertebrae and, and stuff Like it's nasty he, he
0: rips off the whole head no. Can I can I make a note here? Yes
1: Something I forgot to mention So Paul Rudd's in this movie Yes Paul Rudd is the leading man Yes Hollywood's best leading man
0: He's a cutie patoo
1: Yeah, and he never ages He looks the exact same as he does in the year 2022 However, Paul Rudd is credited as Paul Stephen Rudd Interesting <laughs> That's random I just had it written down when I looked <laughs> at it. I just said the editing was trash, too. It, it
0: really was. Um, And then we get, you know, it's a dark... It, of course, it's all taking place on a dark and stormy night. This
1: whole movie feels everything, like it takes place on a dark and stormy is night. Everything
0: a dark and stormy night. We have the cut where we have Strode Realty in front of the Michaels, like, the old... The, the old Myers house. The old Myers house and...
1: We are introduced to young Danny Strode who is receiving <laughs> visions of the man in black holding a knife telling him that he needs to kill. His mother Cara Strode, first cousins with Laurie Strode is um kind of a young mom. She's a single mom
0: and obviously dad is not too happy because he's a freaking boob about it. Yeah
1: so they're living with Cara's parents and her brother mm-hmm. um and I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic because what? Why? How did the Strode fan, How does the Strode family not know about the history of that house and the history that their family has with the Myers? Like they just seem like not to know about this stuff. And Tommy lives across the street, which is weird too. It's like I don't know what the structure of this neighborhood is like. Why does everyone live so close to each other? I
0: have no. And it took so long for. We're not even gonna get into it. At least, yeah, a, at least the Myers house looks like the first Myers house and it doesn't look like the weird Myers house from like two movies ago. Halloween five. Oh Oh, one, one movie. One we, movie. It feels feels like two movies ago. I'll transfer back in time. Um I wrote Danny question mark and then so we get this it's intercut with this like radio host. I'm um, talking about Halloween. It's like Howard
1: Stern-esque yeah, radio host. Yeah, and he's like, they, and
0: they, like, talk about after Jamie and the Michael thing, the last time, the Haddonfield has decided to, like, they don't do Halloween. They banned Halloween. They banned Halloween. I said, they finally did it. They banned Halloween. And, but, and then
1: there's a subplot as well of a couple characters actively trying to get Halloween back
0: yeah and i don't
1: know that that one like it doesn't go anywhere but we'll get there
0: and we're they're setting us up that people can just call in and one woman calls in and she's like she finds she's so attracted to michael myers and it's it's very much making fun of that women who chase after and um, are sexually attracted to serial killers? Yeah, that was the whole like, thing. Was, this like this man wants, uh, to like, yeah. wants to murk you. Like he wants to murk you. Like they're gets. not. They're not going to feel love for you. Like they don't do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting subset of psychology too. Is like, I don't know. Has anyone ever written a book
0: probably um, on that? Um, and so we have Danny's mom is like. You know, changing and stuff in the room. Okay, yeah, I read about this. Paul Rudd's character has like a telescope-esque thing. It's it's a literal telescope. Pointed at her room, like watching her undress, like a freaking. So we're introduced
1: to Paul Rudd's Tommy Doyle, same Uh kid from the first movie, just grown up. And the way that we're introduced to Tommy Doyle is just that in the role as a fucking creeper like <laughs> this is our protagonist this is a guy that we're supposed to be rooting for and we're supposed to like throughout the movie and the first thing we see of him is him trying to spy on a woman changing like what oh what a guys what a great way to get us to identify and like this well character. you can
0: definitely tell the wine scenes had influence right? in this right this is no respect for women no respect for so, women's privacy one of the things
1: and that I'll get to that changes in the producer's cut, because that was the first cut of the movie to the theatrical cut, is um, some of the Kara character's role is limited a bit more. And her, a lot of her scenes are cut from the movie in the theatrical cut versus the producer's cut. That's because the theatrical cut, which was headed by the Weinsteins, uh, they felt that that actress was not the best looking and that she had too pointy of a face so they cut a lot of her scenes because she wasn't pretty. You enough.
0: know what? I'm tired of men who look like a sack of freaking potatoes telling women who are like 10 times more attractive than they are that they're not attractive. You know what? Every single Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Do it. I'm just saying like you can kiss our ass. Like if you can do it like you if you think you can do it better go ahead. Harvey
1: Weinstein if you think you can play the role of Kara better than
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see if people want to see you topless boobies hanging out. No. No. I even thought about that puked a little bit in my mouth.
1: God his ass. So Paul Rudd's character Tommy Doyle is introduced. Tommy is monotone. I wrote he's
0: boring. Put Peeping Tommy. Peeping Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Being <laughs> Tommy,
1: uh, and he's a bit paranoid about everything. It seems like he can't live down his past with Michael Myers, he's become obsessed with it. He's like, I got some theories about what's going on with Michael, and it's, he's right ultimately, but like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I think that all of our characters are really at the beginning connected through this radio because then we get like, Loomis is alive. I said, Loomy,
1: everyone's listening to this
0: radio, yeah. Loomy, Loomis is alive. Um, He's retired. And I said, that's strange because I don't know if that man would just let sleeping dogs lie.
1: Well, he's like, I'm happily retired. Yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, Uh, Behind the scenes story. In Farron's original script, Tommy Doyle was written as a completely different character. He's still Tommy Doyle. But the way that the movie was going to go according to his original script, and it got changed significantly along the way of production, uh, Tommy was originally supposed to be a charismatic radio host, along with his girlfriend, Lindsay Wallace. She was supposed to be in the movie as well. And Tommy was originally written to try to visit the Myers house and exploit his own past for his own personal
0: so. They kind of took that, but personified that as a different character in the movie. Like who? The radio host that oh, went the to actual the actual radio host. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Barry. Then, Barry. Yeah. Barry Sims. Um. We have then the throwback back to our like a story with um Jamie's running away from Michael. She goes to a um like a train station. And then she makes a call into that radio station because she hears it over the thing and she calls out for Dr. Loomis, if you hear me, I need your help.
1: And Loomis hears it and we're also introduced at this point to Dr. Wynn, Loomis's friend from Smith's Grove, who's also a character from Halloween 1. He has a brief, like, less than a minute role <laughs> in, in the movie where Loomis is coming out with his colleague, who is Dr. Wynn. And Loomis is talking about Michael and Dr. Wynn says, well, how does he even know how to drive? And Loomis says, well, maybe someone around here gave him lessons. And then that's the extent of Dr. Wynn's role. But he's brought back here and Loomis kind of recruits him to go hunt Michael again.
0: Yeah. And so she calls in. um, So that people and like it perks Tommy Doyle's like interest. He immediately knows. Like this is the actual Jamie. there's a baby crying in the background, so now he knows there's a baby. He's like very observant um Michael's like fresh on the chase um finds Jamie so easily there she's hiding in the bathroom. she has the baby um Michael's like about to get her, but she disappears out the the back she grabs back in the car and then we have this car chase and I wrote, Mike is a dill hole like he's like. Oh gosh, he's like ramming her. Like we we're we're to assume, uh, spoiler alert, but we're to assume the baby is in the car. Like what a dill hole. Baby, y- yeah. Like what a dill hole driving yeah. like that and there's a baby in the car. Mm-hmm. Rude. Um and we get finally they kind of cra- she kind of crashes near like a farm um
1: gotta flip that page
0: i know on, i took, page I, took number two. I took meticulous notes um she crashes in the farm michael kind of follows her and he picks her up and like impales her and she says mike you, you can't have that baby
1: He's like, fuck you. I'm gonna get that baby.
0: Then he pushes her down further.
1: He pushes her down further and he starts the farming equipment. Like, mangling her organs in the process. So, like, she's dead.
0: Yeah, and then he goes out to the car to, you know, grab the baby. He picks up the bundle of blankets and inside is, like, a paper towel roll.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you think about their handling of Jamie in this movie? Do you think it's Uh, fair?
0: I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sad that, like... Jamie died. I'm sad that Jamie was reduced to a 15-year-old, like, pregnant teen that was used for a cult. And, like, you haven't told me who the dad is because apparently you know. And, like, it, it upsets me because, like, forced teen pregnancy is worse than accidental, consensual teen pregnancy.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you think she was killed too early? Do you think that this is... Not a fitting end for that character.
0: I would have liked to see her at least get the babies to someone safe. Um, kind of didn't like that Like she left the baby in the train station hoping someone would find it. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. Um, and I think she'd be a better mom than that.
1: Yeah. In Farron's original script, um, Jamie was originally supposed to die way later in the movie. And she was supposed to sacrifice herself in order to save the baby. To save Tommy. Kara and Danny
0: Oh that would have been um, a better That would have been a, a
1: better ending to that character right Save everybody else Like Tina did herself, Like Tina did um, That would have been a better use of Jamie A lot of people harp on this movie Because of their Was portrayal the actress of not Jamie. good looking enough Danielle Harris
0: yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: Who played Jamie in the first two movies I don't, I don't think she wanted to come back I feel like I heard that I don't know for sure but I feel like I heard that story That she said no to coming back. A lot of people didn't like that they recast a central character just to kill her off in the first 15 minutes of the movie.
0: That's what, at least that actress didn't have to go to, through the like obvious like traumatic experience is to pretend to be a forced 15 um, year old pregnant girl, um, but let's, let's continue on. Um, we go, um, I said where she stashed the baby, because at this point I didn't know where she put the baby. Um, But I knew that when she was driving that she didn't have the baby with her. She was driving too recklessly to have had the baby with her. And she wasn't as worried um, as she was the first time she was driving. You just know. You just know
1: got that instinct. Got that
0: instinct. And we go then to its breakfast time at the at the Strode house.
1: Well, first of all, we are introduced to John Strode, who is the patriarch of the Strode the family. The biggest
0: dill hole. And the he, dill And he is
1: introduced by cutting down a prank Michael Myers sign and I'm going to quote him on this cuz I often say <laughs> this quote around the house when we talk about Michael Myers. He's cut he's chopping down this Michael Myers like wooden plank scarecrow type thing and he's like i've had it with this michael myers bullshit (laughs) and i always say that around the house especially during halloween time
0: Uh, i said like i wrote down dad's an asshole because he like he calls the kid a bastard yeah. and he's the kid's like in the room he's like staring at him I'm like what a like okay
1: mom is also kind of dumb I wrote down a quote that mom said and I have to dissect this for a second mom tells Kara cause she's like studying for her test or something and she's like what are they teaching in college the art of going crazy and then Kara's like it's psychology <laughs> She's like, mom, do you not know what psychology is? Mm. Like, I just thought that was a dumb fucking line where, like, obviously mom has to know what psychology is. You'd think. But apparently not. Not in this You'd script. think.
0: Um, I wrote down the, the, the kid who's playing, like, this Danny character. He's a little scary looking.
1: Acting. It's acting. No,
0: like, just, never mind.
1: He has resting scare face.
0: Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, like, uncomfortable kind of blonde yeah sure i don't know blonde kids I feel I like was, i've i seen that kid i was in other a, things i was before. a blonde kid so like we, we're creepy looking yeah we're like white with like really white hair and like we just kind of look like we might be aliens
1: yeah i feel like i've seen that kid in other he things he might before, be in other stuff yeah i i would have to look him up um i just said dad's an asshole to kara and danny and then what does danny do
0: Oh, he almost, like, goes with to dad
1: He stands in front of with, like, dad a with the knife Like, he's gonna stab him They're all like, what the hell are you doing, Danny? And mom's
0: kinda like, no <laughs>
1: No, Danny Um So, um, if you didn't notice The matriarch and patriarch of the Strode household Are named John and Deborah, As a little nod to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill
0: You know Very nice They're
1: the things you notice
0: Yeah, um we go to you know uh we have of course little tommy doyle or big old tom doyle <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like a harry potter character <laughs>
0: big old tom doyle he goes to the the train station cuz he heard in the background of her call the like the train stop kind of like background noise and he notices he goes to the um Phone booth notices that there's a puddle of blood on the floor. I said, "Who doesn't notice a put- puddle of yeah?" Blood it's like on a day floor? later. Yeah, and Paul the Rudd's character station. is the one who finds the baby. Um, I I guess I'm just thinking about like I would call the police at that very moment to get this baby, Not Tommy,
1: to get the Not baby Tommy. like in
0: protective custody.
1: Tommy's like, "I'm gonna take this baby." He's like. I'll never let anybody, anybody hurt you. And he says it with such creepiness. Oh, yeah. This his, his is his like, character is, is pretty, unlikable.
0: Yeah, he's pretty creepy in this one. And then we go, we're on the farm, and Loomis is there. And yeah, tis a murder. And, and there's
1: a big mark of the thorn burnt into the hay. And Loomis goes, he's, That's his sign. He's coming home. Yeah, so. It's like,
0: okay. Yes. Michael Myers is back. Um
1: Oh, Tommy names the baby?
0: Oh, use it. What's his name? Steven. Stephen, Oh, And Steven. What's Paul Rudd's middle name?
1: Steven. <laughs> Tommy, Loomis, Kara, and Steven.
0: <laughs> um and then we get to, our our mom characters going to college she has a ton of books in her book bag and they fall out and i know she doesn't go down to pick them up her friend goes down to pick them up and notices the drawing and actually opens it up which mom didn't do at home and she's like oh this is a creepy drawing." like and
1: what does her brother say her brother's like I think it's cool,
0: I'm, and that's like okay. Like, there's a knife, no, there's a knife and blood cool. coming out of every member of your family.
1: Yeah, like kid I know draws that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm calling someone. I don't know who it's gonna be, but someone's getting a call.
0: Yeah, I just put, you know, creepy. Whew, sorry for my yawn, everybody. That's not a fun noise here hear, hear, hear. We're
1: filming this late. Oh we're, yeah, we're both really tired, but I we're work. gonna power through. And we're I know, get this like thing. I
0: worked all day. I'm ready to go though. Um, I just think a lot of people are kind of are kind of like creepy in this. Like Loomis is creepy for going into the house. Uh, like that's what happens next. Loomis just like shows up at oh, the Myers yeah. house. What The hell was that? In all about? the house, while and the mom is like terrified. And, like
1: scares her. Yeah, and he he walked through the front door.
0: Well, you know, if he can get in, Michael can get in.
1: Like, he just straight up walked through the front door, and he's like, Mrs. Strode, you're in grave danger. He's like, who the fuck are you?
0: And so, like, he's giving a, them a fair warning, telling them, you know, given like Miss Strode, Mrs. Strode, ate like a lowdown of what's going on. She calls her husband like, why didn't you tell me this? Like, I'm leaving the house. This is like, this is scary and everything. And he's like, no, you won't. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, she gets... She gets murgled, she gets murked uh, <laughs> murgled and like pretty I mean not brutally, but you don't ter- see the
1: kill on screen, yeah, but so he, Michael takes a hatchet
0: well, he ch- kind of like chases her in a way, she loses her glasses, she's oh, outside I, of made that a yard. Note ab-
1: I made a note about this kill scene. did you notice how many cuts were they
0: did a lot of cuts?
1: It was like Mrs. Strode was running, and it was like. There's a cut of her leg running. There's a cut of her arm moving. It was like cut, 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 just to get her to fall down on the ground, to get her to run out of the house and fall on the ground. It was like seven cuts until she actually hit the ground. And I thought that that was a weird decision. I understand like this movie stylistically is trying to go for something and it's supposed to be like very hit you over the head, like very aggressively shot, filmed, like lit um cut, edited. It I don't it's baffling to me. I, know. I don't and know what they were trying to go for. So
0: when we first see the mom, she's bringing in a box from outside and there's an axe in that and I'm like, how much you want to bet that's what how she dies?
1: Yeah, you said it straight up, you're like, that's a bad idea.
0: Yeah. And so she ta when she takes that downstairs, when she comes down from like Grabbing a suitcase because she tells her husband she's gonna leave. She notices that that box from downstairs is now upstairs, and the axe is not in there. She gets sees Michael. She runs. Cut um, cut, cut. cut 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 cut. Gets falls, breaks her glasses. Goes to put her glasses back on. Um, pulls a, like a outside curtain aside. Michael's there. Axe, and she is done. Indeed. Um. I said, music scares me a little. Like, the music was keeping me on edge a little bit, but the cuts were so bad. It took my mind it took off my, of it. Yeah, it took my mind out of it. Um,
1: so Tommy then befriends Danny and Kara. He runs into Danny. Kara walks into the house looking for mom, can't find her, goes to the room and sees Tommy and Danny sitting on the uh, the bed together, like, just, you know, chilling.
0: And I, I said Paul Rudd's kind of creepy in this. He's
1: creepy to
0: go. He's like, well, no one was home when Danny got home, and so I. So think, a
1: stranger, a strange <laughs> man,
0: um, goes up to his room with him just to chill with I'd a be baby. Like, Danny, are you
1: okay with a baby
0: like, too? And so then they decide to go to Paul Rudd's house. No, it's like this weird cut, and Danny's like,
1: Tommy's my friend. He likes dinosaurs, and. They talk about the baby and then it's a weird, it's a weird edit to Tommy then introducing all of his research on the cult of Thorne. Before
0: we even get to that, there are lots of like scenes of the old lady that Tommy lives with and how she just stares blankly at the TV. It's so creepy. I don't know if the actress was purposefully doing that. Probably. Where she's just like, em- like empty facial expressions, not really like talking to anyone. Just but there's like, a reveal.
1: Yeah, there's a reveal the
0: at the end, so it kind of makes sense as we get but there.
1: But Tommy, like... Out of nowhere, goes into this long explanation about all of his obsessive research over the cult of Thorn and what it means. I, I looked at Bri. I'm like, what a great first date idea! Like, this is exactly the kind of okay. conversation you want. And then, then we get into w- that when and first meeting someone.
0: Then we get into that, um, like Salin thing again. And again, we don't pronounce Salin correctly. They did it right once. And they're thinking that's good enough. He, how did he pronounce it, Sam? or something
1: he, he said his ass said sam hain
0: <laughs> and i said oh so it's Samhain. and then we talked about okay so the rune that they're talking about with the mark of the thorn or like the what looks like a p um makes the the th sound in old english that's it's literally an old english letter right I don't know the origin. And it's a a rune, and the rune um, stands for chaos. So if you pull this rune when you're doing like a reading for yourself or for someone else it means like there's upheaval there's gonna be chaos in your life you don't want it's kind of like a feared rune it does not mean no demon what they talk about yeah in he this said thing.
1: that demon would strike famine and disease and death if not sacrifice like he goes into the whole cult of the thorn and he says no it, you, they uh, the cult of the thorn requires a sacrifice of a, f- of a family lineage
0: which then that makes sense for what i talked about at the beginning that's why michael hunts down like every member of his family but i just think if you're gonna make something up like don't use like actual witchcraft symbols that mean things and then like take the meaning and like make it mean something else because then i'm like sitting here like this rune does not mean that I was like, it's not, like, a sinister rune. You don't want to pull the chaos rune. Just, like, a lot of people get scared of the death card when you pull tarot. Even though the death card just means new beginnings. Mm
1: -hmm. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. Exactly. Closing time.
0: (laughs) Um, So, we also have, like this baby like the like the the noise this baby makes oh it's abr it, it does not sound like it's coming from it's the baby
1: definitely filtered and it's definitely added post-production because you it sounds like it's a cry from a baby monitor
0: and it sounds like it's not co- like when you do a movie like it's it's supposed to be believable that that sound the way it reverberates is coming from that baby. It sounds like it's coming from somewhere off it's screen. Por- it's
1: poorly edited. It's sp- yeah, and there's a reason why it was. it's poorly edited.
0: And then we have our little Danny. He's looking out the window. And he sees Michael Myers. Michael. And he's outside in front of the Myers house. Mm-hmm. And I said, Michael looking a little obese. Michael got a fat ass. He got a dumpy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said that later in the movie. And I'm like, man, Michael got a big butt.
0: But Michael's kind of like bigger in this movie. Than he's been in the past. Like I,
1: I actually thought he was kind of. I listen. I like the look in this movie compared to the other ones. The mask is better. I think the mask is one of the scarier versions of the mask, mm-hmm. and I can't pinpoint why I think it's that just it looks, like dirty. Yeah,
0: um, it looks like it's been worn. It's been through it. Mm-hmm.
1: But Michael in that uh, Michael in that mechanic outfit,
0: mm. dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we have like lightning and. There's lightning
1: all throughout this freaking movie.
0: And then dad is coming home and going into. Dad's drunk. And going into the Meyers house, he goes in, he's like, thanks for dinner. Um, you know, misogynistic asshole way of saying. You can make your own freaking dinner. She told you she was leaving, so he assumes that she he's like I can't believe she actually did it then he hears like the bong 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 of like something that shouldn't be in the washing machine it's in the washing machine and Bree's
1: like she's in the washing machine
0: I did I said she's in the washing machine because the only time our washing machine makes that bong 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 noise is if we put Kaido's bed in there Uh huh. and that's like a heavier material that's hitting the sides I'm like what's really heavy people true people. people are heavy. And so there's water. He's stepping in water on the ground and I'm like, is that an eyeball floating in the water? And he goes to open up the he turns the washer off. He opens it up. It's he takes out like a sheet that's covered in blood. It's like a bloody sheet, yeah. We see Michael in the background. He turns around and he gets
1: stabbed he gets and then killed. he gets pushed into like electrical equipment. And
0: he's electrocuted. It's in a his
1: long head, scene.
0: His head blows up.
1: Yeah, it ends with this guy not only gets stabbed, but electrocuted, and his head explodes. Like, the movie Shocker. Have you ever seen Shocker? Oh, this guy's head explodes in that movie. It's pretty badass. Should watch. We should watch that. Um, um
0: And then we get, like, the college kids, well, the brother and his girlfriend are at this, like, save Halloween. Yeah, and
1: they've invited the shock radio. jock yeah. DJ, Barry Sims, and Barry Sims makes it, and... So there's this town, this festival, and I've got a bone to pick with this movie here. And it's a bone that I read about in that book that I've been <laughs> reading. Um, and I I kind of agree with the plot hole that the writer talks about here. And it is a, it's a, it's a plot hole, mm-hmm. and he goes into why it's a plot hole. It's interesting because, so there's this town festival, and eventually, like, we're spoiling a little, we're fast-forwarding a little bit. Uh, Barry Sims, the DJ host, gets murgled at the town festival. Now, the question is, why is Michael at the, the festival? He has no reason for being there, right?
0: Good question, because at first I thought, like, maybe he got mergled and they did a weird cut and he was somehow at that Myers house, but then... We realize he wasn't at the Myers house My- because he talks at about the town festival he talks about being interested once he he's talking to the girlfriend, the girlfriend's one of like the guests on the radio show, and she mentions that her boyfriend is living in the myers house the d j find like he is very much interested in that, and he wants to exploit that, which we talk about that's the original idea for tommy doyle, and um he gets murdered. The creepiest part about this his murder is that it cuts to like uh, I'm going to say the word cuts to you can give me a slap on the wrist every time I say it. Um, Tommy Doyle's at the festival um, and this little girl is like standing under a tree and she said it's raining it's raining red. In
1: the producer's cut she she was singing it. It's a weird change. Why did why couldn't she sing it?
0: Right. She's like, it's raining. It's raining red. It's warm. It's warm. It's raining warm red. And it Tommy gets closer to her because he's kind of like probably it's alarmed. Blood. It's blood. It gets on his hand. He looks up, sees the disc jockey up there. The disc jockey falls. Everyone justifiably freaks out.
1: So the writer talks about this and he says... Why was Michael at the festival to begin with? Well, in the original script, Kara and Danny were at the festival too, so he was stalking them.
0: Yeah, because why is Paul Rudd's character there?
1: But Paul Rudd was there to meet up with Loomis. Oh, true. Um, But Kara and Danny were there, and that's why Michael was there, because he was stalking them, but then later rewrites and rewrites and rewrites took Kara and Danny out of there, but still had Michael there, and it didn't make sense
0: or that's what the, pay, the pain of rewriting
1: the writer quotes John Carpenter when John Carpenter says the script is everything and that is it's very accurate it's true mm-hmm. the script is everything you don't have a good script you don't have a good movie
0: and the brother and the girlfriend had promised the, the disc jockey he could come back they're already at the Myers house getting everything ready and they're saying will he even show we don't know and the two of them oops the two of them decide to get, you know, like get frisky up in the room. They're in Kara's room, and I wrote down like, "Why y'all doing it in your sister's bed?" And it was your idea. It's not your bed. Like she's gonna
1: be mad when she finds that's out just, we did that's it in her just bed. Gro- that's
0: just freaking gross.
1: Like, why is she gonna find um, out? Why
0: does that? Why does that? Is that your king? That's gross. Um, uh, Michael Myers. I, I just know. They're both going to get it at that point. And they both get it. They both get it. He gets it coming out the shower. She gets it. Um, Kara warns her. Sees her through the little peeping Tom thing. Sees it all happen. Um,
1: Which nobody questioned Tommy about that peeping Tom thing.
0: No. He's just going to forget about it. I feel like he
1: needs to... Atone. Atone for that. Or hold some kind of accountability for that weirdness.
0: So she goes from looking up at her room and seeing the two... like brother's girlfriend get murdered so then looking at the front door noticing her son is going to walk into the house and so she makes the total sane mom decision i'm going to i'm going to go get my kid um that's a total mom move by yeah. the way
1: so she has a confrontation with Michael in yeah. the house and One thing leads to another, she thinks she knocks him out, she actually doesn't. I thought
0: it was hilarious she knocked Michael down the stairs. Yeah,
1: she pushed him down the stairs and he like tumbled down like a slapstick comedy.
0: He's like, dong, 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 dong.
1: Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's revealed in this moment that the man in black that we saw in Halloween 5, the one that released Michael from prison, the one that's heading the cult, the one who kidnapped Jamie, is actually our buddy, Dr. Win.
0: And so we, then we find that everyone in the house, the old lady that's been w- living with Tommy Doyle works for the man in black.
1: And everybody at Smith's Grove Sanitarium works for the man in black because that's where the cult is located. Um, Farron's original script had the entire town in on it. And... He was given a note to reduce it to just Smith's Grove Sanitarium. So why Mrs. Camp? I think that's her name, um, why she's in on it makes more sense knowing that his original script was the entire town is in on the whole cult thing. Which is weird because Michael kills people in that town. Yeah. And they don't seem to know. So it didn't make much sense. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Wynn, Man in Black, you know, they kidnap... Uh, Danny and they drug Tommy and Loomis and then they kidnap Tara as well. She jumps out the window to try to escape them, but they kidnap her anyway. Mm-hmm. Back to Smith's Grove.
0: This is where the I'll climax of I'll the take movie it from is. Here. So of course I have stopped taking notes. I lead us to the climax and Anthony takes my us. My
1: first no, my first there. bullet point. Michael fat ass.
0: Yeah, he got a dumpy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um okay, so Tommy and Loomis recover from being drugged. And they're like, did we get drugged? And yeah, we totally like, got yeah, drugged. Yeah, we got drugged. Um, so they know, uh, for whatever reason, Loomis knows that Dr. Wynn wants to take them back to Smith's Grove. So they go to Smith's Grove. Tommy is stopped by a crazy lady inside the sanitarium. And it's a weird interaction because she says, like, some stuff about Michael. And then he's just kind of looking at her. And then Tommy just goes in the best Paul Rudd, like, delivery of the line. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you can still picture Paul Rudd saying, Oh, shit. <laughs> um, So that's a weird scene. And then Tommy and Michael have a confrontation. Tommy's trying to break out.
0: And Michael's, Kara. like, like very slow on this yeah. walk. Like right. He's but, not that
1: far. He's maybe, like, 15 feet yeah, away from Yeah, he's not
0: as far. Fu- he has covered more ground faster in other movies,
1: yeah. So Tommy's <laughs> trying to unlock the door to get Kara out of captivity, and Michael slowly, you know, turtle like, walking over.
0: It feels like the actor who was playing Michael was trying to give Paul Rudd as much time as he needed to, to make get- weird
1: facial expressions, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a weird scene. And then, my uh, Tommy gets her out. They run around. Michael starts killing the entire nursing staff at smith's grove which i wrote and all the
0: doctors and they do that thing that we hate they had like a strobe light yeah, rave it's a, it's party so while he's to trying to where when he's killing all these doctors and nurses it's like strobe lights. and i said oh my goodness if i had like epilepsy or something like this i was watching this, i would need the warning
1: and they didn't have a warning there theres, there's so no warning. there's
0: so much strobe lighting flashing lights, not only with the lightning transitions, but this like good couple minute scene is just strobe lights
1: yeah um so Tommy gets out, and Michael is murkin everybody in the uh in the frickin sanitarium, all the nursing staff, and tommy. And Kara are running away. Tommy shoots Michael with a gun. Like pretty point blank in mm-hmm. the chest. Doesn't take him out. Uh, Michael slaughters the whole nursing staff. They, uh, Tommy and Kara run to a lab. It's like a weird laboratory scene. Where well, there's and like a baby There's fetus. a, There's fetuses in there. And feti. Kara looks at the feti. And <laughs> I wrote, are we to assume that... Jamie's baby is genetically engineered Is that to be assumed based on that Little scene because this question Goes unanswered ultimately But I figured that's Maybe that was their Take at explaining But it doesn't explain why Jamie had to be Impregnated Yeah, and why Michael's still Trying to kill the baby if the cult Impregnated Jamie Nothing explains that
0: No nothing does Um
1: So, they're in the lab, and Michael and everybody in the main cast have some confrontation, blah, 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 blah. And Michael is grabbed, or he's stabbed with, like, a couple syringes from Tommy. Filled with, like, green goop. It's like green goop. And Michael gets, like, fucked up for a second, where, like, Michael takes, like, he's like, ah, I got stabbed. And then he goes like this. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And he, like, moves his head around like he's, like high almost and it doesn't really stop him all that much but then tommy starts beating the crap out of mm-hmm. michael to with a point. lead pipe
0: and then he gets him again with another syringe of the green stuff yeah and he keeps beating him up to the point where michael like starts out of him g- oozing green
1: michael starts bleeding green and i said and I, ooh, is that,
0: i said ooh, call back to halloween 3 is are we he to a robot? Michael
1: is a robot um <laughs> But Yeah I don't know what the It's so so bizarre Brie Like why is he bleeding green What was in those syringes that he gets Stabbed with Tommy's got this Shit eating grin on his face after he Beats Michael to a pulp with With the pipe Are we to assume that kills Him or did Tommy just leave Michael alive and then it does the
0: weirdest Cut I've ever seen in a movie ever Oh yeah
1: so they take the baby And it's the weirdest cut and there's a reason cause, why.
0: Because Tommy is in the hospital and all of a sudden he's in like the next scene and he's in a car with Kara, Danny, and the baby. <laughs> he's, and he's now, like telling Loomis, hey, you come with us?
1: He's like, are you sure you don't want to come with us? And we're like, wait, <laughs> take a step back here. <laughs> Where? How did we get here? What did we miss? <laughs> like what part of this? I said, all of a sudden we're in a car and Tommy's like, are you sure you don't want to come with us? And Loomis says he has unfinished business. And I was like, you got to take a step back here. We missed like two scenes. There's something they cut that we just we don't. There is something they cut, um, and then the last scene uh, is that we just get a shot of the mask, with and the, a, mask the, the mask is Michaelis. The mask is Michaelis. It's got a syringe next to it for some reason, and you hear Loomis screaming. Yeah, you got me. I don't know what I, happened I, there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And that's that's it. That's Halloween Six, the theatrical cut. Interesting movie. All right, Bree. I'm ready. Well, first of all, I want to ask you this before we get into the producer's cut. Does this make it to the top one? No,
0: absolutely not. Does it get
1: an honorable mention? No, it does not. Okay.
0: It gets a... mm.
1: (laughs) It gets a... mm.
0: I just... I I hated the... Like, the... the It's almost It's almost unwatchable. We said that. It's almost unwatchable. I did not like any of the scene transitions. I did not like the strobe light usage. I did not like... The weird, like, like everything was so weird. And the character- and you bought
1: this movie for me for Christmas. I did. So you gave them.
0: I gave that it to money.
1: You. you. gave them that money for this movie. You paid for this okay, movie. Okay,
0: but it was something you had ha- had on your wish list. So it is. It is.
1: Um, myself, no, obviously, I don't think this movie goes. It, 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 I don't think it goes on the top one hundred. I don't think it gets an honorable mention. I think it gets a. <sighs> It's like one.
0: Like a, oh, brother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> um, is this the worst one out of the franchise so far?
0: Yeah. It's, it's like think,
1: everyone we think is the worst one, and then they outdo themselves. Like,
0: and then Rob Zombie's like, hold my poodle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, we didn't even get to Resurrection. Yeah, I mean, Bree. It oh, only God. goes up from here. Um gosh. Uh, okay. okay, so. Let me explain what's in the producer's cut. I'm gonna read from my mm-hmm. from my notes. Alright, so in the producer's cut, we have more carpenter music. So
0: that was that's definitely something that's, lacking in That was one.
1: lacking. We got a lot of like 90s rock, but in the places of those nineties rock, you get the dum dum. Like that kind of music. You get that a little bit more. Um, the theatrical cut is a little bit more stroby, a little bit more flashy lights. Mm-hmm. Like those kinds of cuts. We don't get that in the producer's cut. Um, more or less, the producer's cut has less blood and less graphic deaths. That was something that was added by the Weinsteins. On the Weinsteins' request to have the guy's vertebrae being shown. Or... Um, The guy's head exploding that's not in Mm -hmm. the producer's cut Um, so we'll go in order Uh, in the producer's cut jamie and michael are established to have been kidnapped after halloween 5 jamie and michael kidnapped after halloween 5 and there's a flashback sequence that explains this that jamie was taken by the man in black and michael was forcibly grabbed by the cultists. So there's more in the producer's cut of the man in black influencing the stuff that goes on around Michael Myers and, and Jamie. Uh, we get Loomis explaining that he had plastic surgery to take away his burns. And he's like, it was pretty expensive, but it's better than roaming around looking like a monster. <laughs> and it's like, that's a pretty good explanation for why they didn't want to get like 75-year-old Donald Pleasence Sitting in a makeup chair for hours
0: because he's not a pleasant person to be
1: around. Apparently not, because he got into scuffles with uh, Joe Chappelle, the director, too. Um, let's see. More Man in Black influencing Danny Strode. There's a lot more of like those kill Danny, kill like those things mm-hmm. um, in there. So in the producer's cut, it goes uh, plot-wise, it's pretty much the same yes. until we get to the end, but there are some notable differences here uh jamie escapes the cultist and she does pretty much the same thing that she does in the theatrical cut except when jamie is stabbed in the barn with the farming equipment she doesn't die and uh she goes to the hospital and she stays there for a little bit but she dies later in the hospital and she gets shot in the head by the man in black
0: Oh, that's kind of crazy. It's
1: weird, right? He was Um, like, no,
0: I'm not going to let this get away.
1: Yeah. Uh, We get more of Wynn explaining Jamie's flashback in number five, or the flashback sequence in number five. Uh, We get a lot of flashbacks to Jamie and the cult. So part of when Jamie is alive in the hospital is her having these, like, traumatic flashback sequences. And here we... uh, are explained that the cult kidnapped Jamie. They brought her to their underground lair, and they impregnated her. And do you want to know the father? Yes,
0: please tell me. Do you
1: really yes, want to please know the just father? Let me know. Are you sure? Yes. The father is heavily implied to be Michael Myers.
0: That's what I, that was my guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. That's disgusting. That's his niece.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So they're making, like, some kind of, like, four-legged...
1: And this is the producer. This is something that was cut out. So some, like,
0: freaking hooved...
1: Well, um, that decision makes less sense than what we were complaining about earlier. If, if Michael's whole to, goal is to kill his entire family lineage, why is he impregnating his niece only to kill the bait? Like, it, this doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, because
0: he has the mark... If you're going to give this guy the mark of the thorn, he is faded by your cult to kill his entire family lineage. So he's like, having a child makes no dang sense. I'll continue on.
1: Yeah. Um So Uncle Dad.
0: Uncle it, Uncle, Uncle Grandpa. Uncle Dad.
1: <laughs> uh It's uh, what the writer of that book says is the worst decision to ever be made in filming a Halloween it's movie. Gross. It's, it's gross. It's gross. And it's weird. Like, It's just, it's just bad. Bree, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it's a bad choice. Um, John Strode, uh, the dad character, um, his head does not explode when he's being killed. A lot of the blood and a lot of the gore is out on this. So the moment that Kara jumps out the window to escape the cult, that's when everything shifts and the movie becomes a completely different third act. So Kara is kidnapped by the cult. There's more dialogue with Tommy and Loomis talking about the Thorn cult, Tommy explaining his theory about how Michael is being influenced by the rune, and Tommy says he believes that Michael can be stopped by creating an anti-thorn symbol and stopping the evil with an anti-rune. Do
0: you know what the opposite of the rune is? What? You flip it upside freaking down.
1: I think that's what he does.
0: That's literally, like, literally, if you want, some, with tarot and ruins, if you, if, and runes, if you want it to mean the opposite, you flip it upside freaking down. It's literally, like, I'm telling you, I, the, I, the occult is not difficult.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So Tommy goes on more explanation about how he thinks Michael can be stopped with mm-hmm. the anti-thorn symbol. And then we get Tommy at the Thorn Ceremony, which we don't get in the theatrical cut. We don't get anything about this cult ceremony. Um, in the ceremony, Michael stands off to the side. He's most definitely a pawn that's being used by the cult instead of his own entity. I said that a little bit earlier, but here it's really like evident that Michael is just a figure that is at the becking will of...
0: So then, it's assumed that this cult is the one that taught him how to drive.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yep. Michael stands off to the side, and Danny is there as well as Kara. And Gwyn wants Danny to kill Kara in order to transfer the curse to Danny from Michael. That makes sense. I guess. So he has he has to sacrifice. But why didn't they just do
0: the do the baby?
1: I don't know. That's the whole thing. It would make sense if they wanted the curse to transfer to the baby, and that's why they want Michael to be the dad of the baby, but they still push forward with the whole Danny subplot.
0: I'm going to tell you, it makes no dang sense. It
1: makes no sense.
0: At all. Unless um, unless Michael just like crumples up into a raisin after his essence is taken. He does not crumple up into a raisin.
1: Then it makes no it's sense. It's much more disappointing than that. Um, Wynn tries to transfer the thorn to Danny But Kara interrupts the, the transfer in the ceremony By telling Michael That the baby is his Apparently Michael didn't know that
0: It's a god dang Jerry Springer on us Yeah
1: So Tommy rescues Kara And Danny Threatens to kill Dr. Wynn, And then they run to escape Smith's Grove the cult sends Michael after them, and Michael is about to kill Tommy, but Tommy creates that anti-thorn symbol using rocks and crystals. I got the power of God and anime on my side. He uses crystals and seals it with his blood. And what kind then, of crystals? I don't know. He calls them magic acorns. And, um, <laughs> I'm not even
0: gonna say he,
1: he creates a bunch of rocks around Michael, which stops him in his place after Tommy yells, Sam Hine,
0: that one. yeah.
1: So Michael is just left standing there like a fucking idiot. He just stands, I agree, he stands there for the rest of the movie, not doing anything, he's just standing. So Michael is not stopped by getting shot. Falling off a balcony Getting exploded Getting set on fire You stop by a bunch of fucking stones a Bunch of rocks Stop Michael Myers you
0: No, know what upsets me most Is like the use of like Pagan culture But then like Calling them magic acorns Instead of like Actually looking up like What are some crystals What are some names of actual crystals It's just It's a disrespect for me
1: And that's really where the movie ends That's so Michael weird. is just standing there Like that's how they defeat him He stands there with a bunch of rocks Um, They go outside There's a scene where they do go outside And they get into a car And Then Tommy says Are you sure you don't want to come with us (laughs) And Loomis says I have unfinished business here So for whatever reason In the theatrical cut
0: They cut the
1: establishing shots Of them leaving Smith's Grove that's all they did there was really nothing else there they just cut the establishing shots i don't know what kind of decision coke fuel decision was made during 1995's production of this um so loomis says he has unfinished business loomis goes inside and he sees michael on the ground and loomis walks up to michael laying down in the stone pile And removes the mask and sees that it's Dr. Wynne instead of Michael Myers. Michael Myers had swapped clothes with Dr. Wynne, and Wynne, before he dies, grabs Loomis by the arm and transfers his power of guardianship to Michael, or to uh, Loomis, sorry, and says now Loomis is Michael's guardian and the symbol of the thorn appears on Loomis's wrist And then Luma starts screaming like a fucking lunatic. No! Yeah, it's that sound that you heard at the end of the theatrical cut for whatever reason. No! No! Like that. Um, So the tattoo appears, Luma screams like a maniac, and Michael is swapped out and is gone, and that's how the movie ends. So I've got
0: issues with that. Ending as well, okay. So both suck, but like this one sucks a little less. Yeah, it's like the theatrical version sucks just a little bit more. The
1: producer's cut is much more palatable to an extent, and it gives us a little bit more explanation as to the cult of the thorn. And it definitely, while the theatrical cut tells us evil can be controlled or can't be controlled, because Michael goes on that rampage at the end, this is most definitely evil can be controlled, because they stop him with fucking rocks. Mm -hmm. Like, they can control it. Mm -hmm. You just have to have the right amount of magic crystals.
0: Magic!
1: So, I got a bone to pick with this ending, too, because Dr. Wynn is Michael's guardian, right? Like, that's the whole thing. And... He transfers the guardianship role over to Loomis. Loomis is like 75. Loomis is going
0: to die old. probably.
1: Why wouldn't you transfer it to somebody younger like Tommy? That would have made more sense. Right? That would have made more sense. Um, Uncle Dad, that I'm great decision by the studio to not put that in.
0: Yeah, that's kind the of Theatrical
1: cut. I don't think we needed that at all. That was stupid. It didn't make any sense. Um, but ultimately, I think that most people do prefer the producer's cut over the the yeah. Well, I can see
0: why the the actual cut
1: is almost unwatchable. Like you said, just based on the amount of cuts and the amount of weird strobe light effects, Uh, the movie, regardless of the cut, is an absolute mess. And it's dookie.
0: How dookie? I'm sorry. I'm like I have like restless leg syndrome right now.
1: Yeah. It's dookie. Um and I don't know, is there anything we want to say more about this movie other than all of the problems and the unresolved character arcs and weird cuts and edits and stupid writing decisions? I have something to say. Yeah.
0: Um we are almost done.
1: <laughs> we are almost done. Um
0: and then we'll get like the you know the the rob zombie. Well, we're the... moving
1: on to Halloween H2O. Yeah, next. so we'll we'll
0: get to see Lori again. Yes. Um, so we are so glad that you've come along with us on this ride.
1: We're finally <laughs> finished with the Thorn trilogy. Yeah,
0: we're finally finished with this Thorn trilogy. Um remember to follow us on Instagram, review underscore pod. Go ahead and check out Anthony on Twitter. At
1: GLDTV1 on Twitter.
0: And then go ahead and email us with any questions, movie suggestions. If you made one of Bree's treats, go ahead and do that as well. You can
1: email us at reviewpodcast one at gmail.com. Send us some cool stuff. You can also, if you're not watching on our video platform, you can follow us and subscribe on YouTube, Review Podcast on YouTube. And if you are watching YouTube, you can always find us. In audio format on really any platform that podcasts are available. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc. We're there. We're there. We're here. We fear my... I fear Michael Myers tonight. I've got so much Michael Myers in my brain that I get paranoid. You know what
0: helps me when I get paranoid? I watch like really fun TV. We should do that. He... Refuses to watch TV at night, and he—it's because he has to wake up and turn it off. Because yeah. I am like, I can sleep through like tornado sirens, and
1: yeah, you did do that once, Bree. I,
0: I don't. I if it's if it's coming for me and it's fi- it's faded, let's sure. let it just happen. When I die, just throw me in the trash. <laughs> My grandma always used to say, "Just take me out to the back and shoot me in the head." Um. And on that note. <laughs> I am Anthony. (laughs) And I'm Vree. This is
1: the Review Podcast, and we will see you another time.
0: Review. Review Podcast. The Review. Review Podcast. We got
1: it. We got it right there.